one. Oh, Matt, don't you dare. Welcome to Plat Chat Valorant episode <laughs> one, technically episode one, but actually episode 13 because we've done 12 other episodes on the normal Plat Chat Overwatch channel. Welcome to the new home for all things Valorant. Welcome to the only channel you need to subscribe to. Shroud, forget about him. He's, he's washed. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of <laughs> wild uh, that we're the only people making a Valorant podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's actually I've that's seen crazy. No others. I, yeah, I've never no seen anything podcast. else like it. So Us I mean, is the it's only a, one that exists. Good, we're the pioneers of the game. You know. Yep, it's we crazy. were there from day one. You know, the yep. OGs, as you as you as you like to say, Matt. You yep. know, I know you have uh, as you have all the Overwatch characters and pictures behind you. <laughs> 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 yep. So welcome to episode 13 of Plat Chat Valorant, where you did a name change, we've done everything else, and we've got a new home and a new channel, as you can probably tell, because you're watching it on that new channel. I'm going to kick things off starting with Act 3 competitive changes. These are the competitive changes are going to be coming in with Act 3. They're not happy with the rank system. Going to be making yeah. some adjustments to it. They did say that some of these were going to be coming in 2021 with the video I watched. So I think some of them are going to be coming in with Act 3. The, some of them are going to be a little bit later, but what they're looking at, I think, in implementing first is going to be tightening the skill disparity that you can queue into, which is a really good change, in my opinion, because I was playing Valorant the other night, and I'm a Diamond 3, Diamond 2 hardstuck player, and I was getting into some Radiant games, and then in the next game, I was getting in Platinum games. So that kind of disparity kind of sucks to play in, to be honest. Um, so I'm happy that they're tightening it up the amount of ranks that one can play with. They, uh, this is just the beginning of what I imagine will be a massive overhaul of the competitive system. Uh, Sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, they, they clearly weren't happy with, uh, well, maybe they were happy, but maybe the community wasn't happy. Uh, and I think what we've seen from Riot this far with Valorant is that uh, when the community is unhappy, they have been quick to make changes to make the community happy. Uh, obviously, I think at the beginning life cycle of a game, you need to keep people playing the game. You need to keep people happy. Uh, so, now the tighter queue uh, changes probably should have been in place uh, earlier on, especially yeah, with a game yeah. built around competitive play like this. Uh, uh, the preferred server thing, I think, is just like a, a nice to have. I mean, that's I, don't really I mean, I, I I didn't even I kind of forgot that that wasn't a thing. I mean, I, really? I feel like it should have been from the start because the ping is actually so important it, it, in the game. Yeah, Playing yeah. with high ping blows. So it put me uh, off from queuing with East Coast friends. Yeah. To be honest. I mean, we used to queue with a single East Coast friend and it would put us, uh, we would be like five stacking, four of us living <laughs> yeah. as far west as you could go without pedaling into the Pacific Ocean. Wow. And it would still put us on East Coast servers. Yeah. If we just played one map with Golden Boy, it was yeah. like, ah, yes, hail the national treasure and global icon. Yeah, I was playing all pocket last night and I was getting like East Coast games. Yeah, that's, that ain't, that ain't Falco. So yeah, this is these Very both strange. of these changes. I think they're going to be implementing at the start. The things that they said they were looking at for 2021 was the Immortal Plus ranks uh, are based on. This might actually be immediate, where they're basically there's not going to be your personal performance taken into account once you reach Immortal. It is purely going to be almost like wins and losses and how much you win and loss, or how many rounds. Um, I actually which, thought this was how it was. Like I, I thought this yeah. was already in the game yeah, that so the top I. levels were determined on win loss. Did I? Uh... For whatever reason, I think I'm I'm uh, remembering that they had uh, whoever was in charge of their competitive play early on left, and then yes. it's just kind of they, uh, they put out a press release yeah. a while back. So, oh, not a press release, but someone said in a tweet or something that no one 
owned the there was the nobody in charge essentially like of competitive yeah. play yeah no one had like that like vision for it moving forwards and they were actively kind of reshuffling people within the company there was still people working on it but no one was at the top kind of Making it was some... Stra there was nobody like strategizing like what this thing will be there were well, people working on and maintaining it honestly though you wouldn't be able to tell it's been what four months since Valorant was released, and the amount of changes oh. and iteration has been enormous. It's but, been just like yeah. rapid, great uh, action upon feedback. Well, it's rare that you get that in a shooting game. I mean, think of uh, think of all the other yeah. big shooters on the market. The only one who's had this type of like rapid updates and willingness to kind of uh, listen to fans really Fortnite consistently too. was like what Fortnite, like Fortnite with an update every <laughs> week, right? Yeah. Uh, Maybe they weren't exactly listening to the fans of Fortnite because, you know, they added a bunch of shit that made no sense. But <laughs> Pretended uh, to, but they but, pretended but, but they to, and that's all that matters. I mean, it was, it was getting updates. Uh, so uh, I think you, you don't really see it. I mean, CSGO, they weren't getting any updates until Valorant came out. Uh, Overwatch has done a nice job lately, uh, kind of uh, increasing uh, how fast they do updates. Yeah. Uh, but it's something that's kind of new to it's, the shooter market because it's hard I to think, make um, consistent updates to a game like that. I think it's a product of its time, though. But you're releasing a game in this kind of era, you kind of want to get a product out. And the iteration process, normally, like this kind of stuff would be happening behind closed doors like five years ago, 10 years ago. Well, but yeah. so many. Uh, so Getting many companies... ready to release a new title and print another billion dollars like Call of Duty does. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah. You'd just be in uh, early access for four years, uh, five years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, early access. Four, Don't worry. It's going to come out eventually. Someone was telling me that DayZ is actually good now. Who was telling me that? I think Someone it was, was me. Trying to... Was really? it you? Yeah, trying to persuade well, I, me to play Yeah, I had heard the DayZ was good now. I, I had the <laughs> DayZ itch. I was reminiscing Dude, about the glory days. Because we were talking about yeah. it. Like Daisy and Jack in the house was saying that he wanted to play. Dude, we should get a Daisy start going. <laughs> the Daisy podcast. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. I actually was speaking. Dude, I've had so many cool gaming moments on Daisy. Is that finally I mean, out of like the access? definition? The yeah. definition of a team, though, that was just uh, uh, not a team, a game that was just stuck in early yeah, access yeah. forever. Like Fortnite, the exact opposite of Valorant. Fortnite just came out of early access oh, June really? 30th of 2020. It was in what? early access for three years, Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. Fortnite was in early Fortnite access. Yeah. Was in early access. Yeah. I mean, how can you even justify that? Like, Don't. how can you justify Don't. the game You're being early access? million a month in early access. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yo, imagine just, when the game gets released. Yeah, get bigger, right? yeah. I feel like early access is just a, a title, though, that the game devs slap on and it has lost all meaning. But that is yeah. how I've yeah. kind of felt Valorant early on when it was released to be. Because there was a lot of criticism for Valorant about it being very bare bones, like only having four maps. We still only have four maps. Obviously, that's going to change. We're going to talk about that uh, later with the, with the addition of the Tundra. Uh, but in general, the game has been quite bare bones for a new release. It's been polished. Like the, the general gameplay, yeah. the foundation of it has been good, which is why the game has has had so much success. But uh, it, compared to a lot of other games, it's been lacking some other features. Sure. Yes, I think it's also why you see them uh, being very bullish in terms of their schedule, in terms of agent release. Because yes. I think that's yeah. where they know how they can affect the game fast in terms of like adding depth to it. I don't think like they can impact it that much by adding maps like i think maps are nice to have right and i think we all want more maps but where you'll see new strategies will arise new compositions new gameplay will be in the agents so i think i think at least early on with their strategy it's it's gonna work out quite well and the fact that you add multiple agents it'll keep feeling like the game's fresh without 
really kind of having much else outside of like one new agent yeah. every few months, right? Yeah, I think also we like when you were talking about Epic Games and Fortnite and the speed at which they would update the game, how frequent that would be. You have to think about how many players in Valorant came from Fortnite as well. There's such yeah. a massive crossover that happened where all the disenfranchised PC Fortnite players who were getting wrecked by Xbox players, they all switched, a lot of them switched over to Valorant. Yeah. And so yep. there, there are going to be, uh, uh, there's going to be a younger audience who's used to a certain kind of update pace. Mm -hmm. They've been conditioned by Epic Games to expect updates and skins constantly. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, CS, like, kind of looked, like, from the outside, like, CS looked like they that was going to be where they got most of their players, but really, it's Fortnite, yeah. uh, because a lot of those Fortnite players are getting older, uh, Fortnite's not as cool anymore once you become a little bit older, you know, uh, and they are looking for a competitive game, right? Uh, I love that Matt is our like reporter from the Zuma crowd. He's like, yeah, yeah. I've been talking to all of the kids. They don't think the game's getting as cool anymore. And it's time to swap over. To that one. Yeah, I mean, bro, you see anybody do these dances? You cringe now, dude. dude At the I beginning, can... dude, Bren, Bren was just Speaking making like a fourteen-year-old. Bren was making TikTok doing all this stuff, dude. Bren was making TikTok doing all these dances, and now it's not cool anymore. What the hell Look, did you just say, Matt? <laughs> and you, you were you were doing about? all the Fortnite dances. You were recording tons of videos of yourself doing Fortnite dances. You were whipping it. You were doing all those ones. You know. Yeah. The bearded boomer, dude. No way. <laughs> okay. There were some more competitive <laughs> changes bandit. that we need to talk about as well. Yeah. That are going to be happening or things that they announced in the video. I don't know if there are any article, Kurt. If you pull it up, but there was one thing that I do remember, and it was the top 500 leaderboard, which they're going to publicly yeah. start bringing out. This is something that a lot of the top ranked players were were clamoring for. I think it's super healthy as well for the um, the the general live streaming scene. I think for the top level because yeah. Uh, generally speaking, you want to see people compete for the top spots, like top radiant spots. You don't want to see. Sinatra make his fourth smurf and just get radiant on it, you know? <laughs> yeah, like yeah the, exactly. The, the race to gain a high rank every single season is something that people love in League of Legends, in Overwatch, and also now it's going to be Valorant as well. This is a really nice change. Um, all these moves that they're making for, for rank, it just seems to be just getting better and better and better. Yeah. yeah. They also, they discussed the possibility of making higher ranked games uh, solo and duo queue. Yeah. Or, yes. or not not exclusively making them that, but having the option to play them as that as well. I don't think it's something they said they were guaranteed to implement, but it was certainly something that they were, they were looking you know, into it. floating around enough to be able to okay. publicly announce that they're thinking about it, which implies that they're putting some heavy thought into that and how the logistics would work as well. Right. I, I mean, this is everything that top level players have been asking for. They're, once you get to Radiant, it feels at the moment like you're just stuck. There's nothing else to play for. You now have a leaderboard. There's a lot of people who were molding about five stacks being able to, you know, just decimate them at the top levels. Or well, now you have a duo in the solo queue, potentially. It's it's a massive improvement, and it will trickle down as well. I saw a Reddit post this morning of someone that was uh, that had been playing against Wardell's Smurf and had been accused of stream sniping. Oh yeah, he was really angry. The guy was like, he posted on Reddit, and he was what? like. He was like, I bottom fragged in the game, and I didn't even know I was yeah. playing against Wardell. And Wardell was mad at me for stream sniping. He was what being accused of stream sniping. It was on the regular, I think it was the regular Valorant subreddit, right? Was it actually? I don't know. I, it was. I just stumbled across it after I just woke up this uh, morning. Or this afternoon, I woke up in the afternoon. I think a way <laughs> they could take this game to another level where we haven't kind of seen a shooter 
go. There you go. Uh, nice cut. Is if they this play and name guy is so good. He's a psycho. <laughs> um, if they uh, if they implemented the uh, the system that they have in League of Legends with the tournaments through the game on the weekends with a, around Clash your system? skill like players, huh? The clash system. Yeah, if they were able to so kind of good. take that and implement it into Valorant, that would be so next level for a shooter that, you know, the four of and us like, and one other like person could get does. in. Huh? Like what Fortnite does. Where they have the competitions yeah. built into the, the client. Yeah. Yes, like Fortnite was the first as... game to actually really polish that, by the way. Yes. Like the, it, that, that kind of oh, system. It's so it, good in Fortnite, yeah. man. It is so good. I mean, you play and you, you genuinely can get paid out right after the tournament yes. if you play. Really? Yes. yes. Wow. You they get paid perfected. through the game, yeah. It's so yeah. good. Um, I mean, incredible. and it's it's also, again, so many young FPS PC gamers' first competitive experience is playing these in-game tournaments in Fortnite. So if they had that They made it as easy as yeah. possible. Yeah. 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 Very Something cool. like that in Valorant would be massive, uh, having some type of like in-game tournament system where uh, sick. you can just They're log in with game. your buddies, play for a whole day. It's so good for the ecosystem, man. Like the yeah. people coming yeah, up, the amount of people in Fortnite that were, you know, unknown. One of them, literally, his name is unknown. They would come <laughs> up in the in the Fortnite ladder, and now they're you know like signed to NRG, etc. Like known pros just because they placed in the in-game tournaments. Well, what's good about it for the ecosystem is it's for it. It doesn't really impact the people at the higher ranks, right? And even in the middle ranks, it's for the people at the the bottom who. You know, they can actually find to make friends, compete at people like at their skill level, uh, get them more invested into the game. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I would, really really I would yeah. definitely be playing in some in-game tournament. Oh, yeah. Culture. I mean, that's what we did at the beginning of the game in the beta. Yeah. We were playing, yeah. We, we signed up for a bunch of tournaments. The problem is that when people get good, it's very hard to get people at your rank to actually play. I, I will say, to defend our play game. in those early tournaments, we lost to how many? I think like what we lost to like two or three teams that ended up going on to win. Uh, yeah, a lot at? of the time they even made like, it to the finals. A lot of the times we won. ended up losing to the team. We got that would so go unlucky actually uh, because well, yeah. because we were we were all going off of the the one website. Our seeding for that team was really high because the first tournament <laughs> we we got we went really far in it because we were just beating we got, a bunch what, top of top sixteen, new... right? I yeah, we, we, we made top seven. 16 in like the first tournament that we played yeah. in. And then after that, our seeding on that website was so high, it just like, we, we were the ones to beat. So we just <laughs> encountered a bunch of like really difficult teams pretty yep. early on. Yeah, uh, I don't this know. Is, this well, is we how we're using our platform. For finding it, to just try <laughs> to get ourselves finding up. it early. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't have that I'm a hard stuck diamond now, but... Yeah. Uh, we, <laughs> we're not I, good. <laughs> I, found the, uh, I found the thread that you were talking about, Josh. Uh, with the I, I mean, we don't yeah. want to. Don't I'm even a, give this the time of day. Deep dive don't even give this the time of day. Let's talk about the new map. Let's talk about the new map. Yeah, go on. The new map this, is. This uh, new map is it called Tundra? Is it called Icebox? It's called like, Icebox. what is it? Ice. It's called Icebox. Icebox but when they released yeah. the video, they said like "Welcome to the Tundra" or something, so I can see why you get confused. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah. I mean, do we have any like? Uh, uh, do we have an overhead map view? Is it literally just screenshots of various it's stuff like this video? Just the screen, like scenics from yeah, the video. This, I mean, this doesn't the tell map us looks much. Fucking massive. That, but that's it's what people so said. To tell. But I, I think people are just dumb. Like I saw, I saw that that was the common consensus. Is like this map's huge, but I think people just don't realize that. If you take any drone shot of any of these maps, you would think Split was fucking massive based on the spawn. That's true. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, it's so difficult to tell what a map is going to look like or how it's going to play or anything. The only interesting thing you can pull away from the small amount of info we have right now is that the zip lines in it. That's the gimmick for this oh, map. Zip lines? Yeah, that, yeah. Really? They've said that the zip lines, and you can see them on the map. They're like these little orange uh, huh. uh, wires that are connecting different areas. I, as much as I love the the idea of having a, a, mm. a map actually implemented. I don't like the ropes in Split particularly. They are somewhat interesting, but I think the map would be perfectly fine without them. And I don't think the like movable doors in Ascent are great. It's the map design that makes the maps different. Mm. You don't need to add a, a gimmick. I well, like you, it. It's you like so the dumb. I, yeah. yeah, I like it. They took it straight out of Fortnite, added the zip lines. People are going to be jumping off them with ops, trying to 360 people. I like it. I mean, it, it, <laughs> so, I think it's like, there's it no seems... way you can shoot when you're on them, right? We, no, no, we don't know. We don't know. Depends like how the... I, I would imagine you can, but it's just going to be chaos. Yeah, you're just going to be spraying yeah, yeah. just all yeah. over the place. Exactly. So, so it's for the YouTube clips um... only. <laughs> and I like yeah. it. Well, it's also, if the map is bigger, like people were saying, like if it's not just a, um, you know, people making that observation without really thinking about it, if the map is actually bigger than usual, the zip lines will help with rotations. Like that is probably going to be True. the purpose of them to make sure that you can actually rotate and you're not limited by that. Um, I think as well, this map looks like it has a lot of high ground. Yes, it's something that, that people in Overwatch are going to be mega familiar with. People in from like CS or something, there really there there isn't an enormous amount of high ground, low ground deviation across most of these games. And in a game like Valorant, some agents can get to these high grounds quickly, and some cannot. So. I could see them implementing more maps like this and then releasing more agents that have the ability like Jet and Omen to get up to high grounds and have that be like a major theme of this game is that some people, some agents, uh, their kind of unique selling point is going to be that they can reposition onto high grounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the verticality. And that, I mean, it's not as much of an advantage as it is in something like Overwatch, but it's still an advantage to have a high ground yeah. over somebody in, in Valorant. Yeah, I think I think that's like just seeing the map, and I think that's a great point, Josh. I think the verticality of this map is really gonna fuck with people. Uh, like in shooters, like the oddest thing is to be shot outside of your frame, like kind of die out of frame for when well, you get it's, shot. It's it's gonna mess up people who come from this kind of tactical background, tactical shooter right. background, like, like CS, somebody coming from a Rainbow Six where there's you only, not you only aim like this, right? Yeah, I've already seen in games. Um, my teammates getting their ankles broken by an updrafting jet. And like actually their <laughs> yeah. aim being significantly worse when they're trying to aim uh, kind of vertically. Because you usually just keep it a headshot level. Yeah, you're normally keeping kinda, your crosshair head yeah. level. Like it just kind of fucks up your, your aim placement. So I could definitely see why... In, I don't know about CS's history enough to see if they've implemented maps like this. The only one I can think of is like vert, old Vertigo, maybe even current Vertigo. Um. Oh. I mean, you I mean, have the, spots of verticality, like uh, you think of like Mirage, uh, right? But it's not significant, you know what I mean? I mean, like, uh, Nuke is somewhat significant, like yeah. if you're holding outside and the guy's on top uh, of Marshmallow, like that's about as high ground as you can get what's on a map. The, like uh, yeah. What's the map, bro? I'm forgetting it. It's the one with the boost, dude, the, the Olaf boost. What was the map? Oh, oh Overpass. Overpass, there's some verticality on there. 
Yeah. Uh, the thing is, all of these things that we're saying are high ground on CS maps, they have staircases or ladders yes. so that everyone can access them. What we're kind of talking about or what we're theorizing about in Valorant are areas like the middle of B on Haven, where there is no ladder to be able to get mm -hmm. up to the top of there. There's no staircase. They're just big blocks. And some agents can get up there, some but, can't. So you kind of have to use your brain as to whether or not that's an angle that you but should But I kind of like that, though. That's, it's something that more games, I feel like, should do. And I know Call of Duty's always had this issue in the past, is, like, you you can affect the meta without balancing the agents, but by designing maps in which cer it favors certain types of agents rather than others, right? Instead of trying to make every agent viable on every map, why not make some maps where like jet is essential right because high ground's essential or omen right but then maybe on a different map where the high ground's not as important like you can sub out for a different agent right i think that's that's how they affect balance of the agents not by just kind of nerfing and moving utility up and down uh, i think they affect it with stuff like uh like different types of maps different types of maybe uh, you know you call them gimmicks or themes of the maps there goes yeah. friend. You can't even get the first Post episode of the new pod, the, the new the new channel out with him just bailing on the show for food. Uh, I mean, I I'm, I think it's obviously a great thing that they've added another map. We can actually finally do BO5s, and I like that they've yeah. teased it before First Strike, where people are going to get an opportunity to play it before we go into these big matches. But uh, I I don't know, man. When I look the 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 map design at the moment is some of the most limiting factor in valorant i think i the variety in the maps is interesting but it hasn't been fully fleshed out i want to see way more maps to explore different styles of valorant i think that's what's gonna it's gonna open the doors massively I, and i just wish the community had the ability to make maps man. yeah uh, I, I just wish it was possible like in I, cs i think that with some with the, at least these original maps the some of like i think they thought that the gimmicks would make them feel way different than each other like whether it be the tps or like uh you know the ropes or the three bomb sites uh but they all kind of play pretty similar uh in some aspects i think or most aspects so i think to your point josh like seeing a map that has a ton of verticality like maybe this is like a little bit of a step outside of the box from hey let's rely on these things like the teleporters you know uh, like the three bomb sites uh I would say that make changes to me like split and ascent play the most differently out of the maps like if you go into a game of split yeah. and you go into a game of ascent and th it's nothing to do with the gimmicks like th those are the maps right. where the gimmicks have the least impact the yeah. ropes are, do not define split whatsoever and the moving doors do not define Don't ascent do in any way yeah. it's Ascent is defined by the fact that the attackers have control of the extremities at the beginning of the round. And you have this big wide open mid that where fights can happen. Split is defined because it's super claustrophobic and there's so many different angles to clear as you go through the entire but, map. Like, it's the core map design that changes the map. I'm just right. worried that they, that they're going to be like, oh, teleporters were cool, oh. and but we'll... They're, they're focused more on the gimmick rather than the map design See, itself. See, I think, is what I think knowing about. that like Split and Ascent were like the two most recent maps designed and they both kind of have that big variation in playstyle probably is a, a thing that's trending in the right direction sure. for map design. Yeah. So, I mean, I think this, I think this map, I mean, they've talked about it, like this was supposed to be for 2021, uh, but now that they announced like their riots, like direct involvement in First Strike, 
Uh, there's no way they could have put on a developer-run tournament and not have five maps for best of five series. Yeah, that uh, would have been so weird. It, it would have been extremely odd. Uh, it also probably would have led to some type of like issue down the line in the tournament, and somebody would have gotten screwed, and everyone would have been on social just going crazy about it. Uh, where they don't need that kind of negative energy here early on in Valhalla Esports. So uh, really good on the devs to push to get it done. What'd you say, Bryn? Just the line, they don't need that kind of negative energy. You are actually <laughs> yeah. just a 14-year-old uh, trapped in a grown dwarf's body. <laughs> aren't you? Hey, I'd rather be me than, than Josh. <laughs> Why me? Why, Why, Why did Josh just this? catch a straight? Well, because, because <laughs> you're, you, you, you've literally just ingested about 50,000 calories of Pringles wavy and you've lost all your hair. Oh, yeah. Well, sure. I mean, rather... yes. Yeah, I mean, Dude, sure. He's, he's, if you oh, want to... my God. He's got Pringles wavy in front If you of want him. to sponsor us, by the way, hell yeah, I'm down for that. I've done a lot of content for Pringles. Appreciate them. But instead, actually, my snack for this episode is not Pringles wavy because actually we've eaten all of the... Uh, all That's of them. gross. I mean, uh, it's, it's horrific. Now. Josh is not going to make it to the end of first strike he what won't be that? able to see the grand got, finals I, i'm starting to eat vitamin c instead because i believe i may have scurvy from all of the wrinkles i've been <laughs> <laughs> i don't God. know if you're joking and that's a problem dude, we haven't seen uh, josh's belly in months dude i bet you i bet you he's packing he's packing on those calories dude. Packing? he's he's living <laughs> he's he's living those calories in a big old belly no, i actually haven't seen josh's calories. lower half that's why that's why he just doesn't want to yeah. leave his apartment anymore that's yeah. true I only sit like this. I actually have no trousers on right now as well. <laughs> he gets really <laughs> close to his desk. Yeah. Uh, you, you guys want to talk about something different? Like, uh, Hell yeah. The new agent that got announced. Yeah. Or not really, it got Chad. announced, actually. Right? She got announced. Well, did it get announced? Yeah, no. yeah it got announced. Well, it, yeah, yeah. I don't I think, think it, it got announced. I think, I think it was it like a got leaked. No, they, they, did you guys but, not see? The article on the website has her front and center in oh, the image. Right, but they don't mention her. They don't mention anything about her. They just put her image there, right? Yes. But then yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess true. So I guess you but could then say this leaked. is a, a leak, I guess. But then yeah, it I did mean, this is leaked. the definition of a leak. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so, the fact that you can select her in game is definitely so we, a leak. We know exactly what the new agent Sky does uh, from, from top to bottom. Do we know what her ultimate is? Yes, it is a... Uh, it's, I didn't an see AO, it's an AOE heel uh, okay. inside a line of sight. Interesting. Interesting. Wait, no. No, not, no, 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 no. That's not the, the ult. Seekers that's the, the ult. Oh, yeah, the Seekers the ult. Oh. Do we have the video? Because it's easier to go through yeah, with the video than to go through one ability at, at this, the time. This is the new, uh, the new agent. Um, seems like she does a lot. She's got a lot <laughs> packed into her. I mean, I, I, I don't see how... I can't imagine a world where she isn't being run incredibly frequently, potentially at the frequency Sage was being run. A point. Yeah. I mean, she can flash, she can heal, she can locate enemies. Those are just abilities that are good at any point in the game. Yeah. Can we go back to the... Can we go back to the beginning of the video and just kind of yeah. pause and replay each ability one by one so that we can talk about them? Because this first one is pretty interesting. You... you they call them trinkets, but you're kind of basically pulling out different animals and releasing the animals. Mm -hmm. And this first one, if we go back again, Kurt, is, uh, <laughs> is a hawk that is basically just a, uh, like a jet smoke flash, right? What, what yeah. is you, jet you, smoke flash? So you control it. 
after you, yeah, you can control, control it like a jet in the smoke. same way you control the smoke moving around. I mean, like the omen. But doesn't? Smoke? But doesn't? Is this, no, not like no, omen. like you hold like, down you know fire. You, you know how you wiggle the phoenix wall or you wiggle yeah. the jet yeah, yeah, yeah. smoke? You can wiggle that hawk. I know that she isn't. She's Do just we... flying it at a door frame. But in theory, it says you hold down fire to guide the hawk in the direction of your crosshair. Okay, so you could you could weave it oh, through. So you can weave it. Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. So well, you could curve it around a corner, but it's so slow. At the beginning, though, doesn't it look like she's like inside of it and controlling it? Like, what, I... if we watch it again, like from here, uh, uh, maybe it was the. No, no that's the next one. Yeah. The next one. But uh, this is you are inside for a hundred dollars. How many can she get? Three. Just one. Three? Oh, yeah. yeah. Three. Three flashes. For $100? I mean, yeah. to be fair, this is a leak. It might not be balanced. Like, these numbers might be wrong. Like, yeah. if this has been data mined. Yes. Like, this, sure. these numbers might be incorrect. So, I don't think we can go off any of the numbers. But this seems like a, a quite a strong ability. The flash is very slow, though. I yeah. mean, look it's at that thing thing. waddling through the air. <laughs> the, the problem with that is, though, if you're a defender and you see a big flappy green bird coming towards you, you, you to don't know when she's going to detonate. Yeah, it, you have to look right? away. So, yeah, so you have to kind of hide from it. So that's, that, to me, is just an insanely powerful ability because you simply don't know when the flash is going to go off. Now, unless it's breakable, if you can kill it in the air, that does change things. Because if you can break the flash before it flashes, that's that's a big deal. That means that you yeah. actually have some severe counterplay. To be honest, as it well, looks like you probably can, since you can destroy anything else similar to to that, right? Like yeah, yeah. The drones, etc. So. Which, which actually makes it quite a poor ability, I would even say. Like she has to stand still. Yeah, it's very slow. Um, you don't have really vision on the flash when it pops. So you're gonna have to learn like timings to get it around a corner and flash your team mm -hmm. in. But if 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 the players are just holding um, the angle and can break this bird as it flies around the corner, that's. I mean, it's nowhere near as good as a breach flash. No, I would say no, no. If you can kill it, but there are still gonna be a lot of situations where you can use the timing of it to your advantage as well, right? Just drawing or drawing someone's aim away, getting the peak off of it. Regardless of flash even pops, there are some other sure. ways to to use it advantageously. And and of course, if it has a huge amount of health, like a Leah, then you can kind of bait yeah, the sure. flash. Right. Like you can send the flash in, and as they are spraying the flash, you can pop with it anyway. Yeah. Even if it doesn't flash them, you can still uh, use the fact that they're spraying to be able to get that pick. But what does the tiger do here? Yeah, the tiger is the one that she can go Does inside and control. Uh, yes, if she she can uh, go inside and control it, and then when it gets near them, uh, she can like uh, uh, I think it's like the primary fire to like almost like jump and attack. Uh, concuss and near sight. Hmm. So that's it's it seems pretty strong, but they've obviously the fact that it's near sighted itself means you can't use it for information gain, which would have been one of the primary reasons you would use it for. I think. I don't know if that's completely true. There are a lot of tight angles that you would sure. want to clear with this. I mean, think about imagine uh, like going down Haven uh, Short in particular, just sending this through to yeah. clear all the tight yeah. angles. Yeah. It could still be really it, useful for. It, it, like, it makes uh, it significantly worse than the drone, though. I mean, th yes. that's what you have to compare this to, in my opinion, is the Sova drone because that's the other ability in the it's, game. It is fast. Where, 
where you stand still quick. and you release something and it clears angles for you, basically. Yeah. And this this can't tag people from a distance, so you can't really use uh -huh. it to push an upper off an angle. And it's nearsighted, so you can't see people from a long way away. And it's glued to the floor. It's it's like the boombot. I don't know. It's a bit between the boombot and the drone. Yeah. But you you can walk with the boombot and trade the boom. Right. That's so the you can't do that with this. Yeah, this is more of the that you can, realm. It's all autonomous. Yeah, all, um, all of her abilities uh, uh, set her up to be like the the second or third person in, yeah. right? I mean, they're all yeah. so slow. She's never going to be entering like a raise if you're going to compare sure. it to the boom or anything, right? I mean, she's always going to be the person going in for the trade. Sort of like the sage, really. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I like to compare her to the Sova, I think, because she's got the... This Tasmanian tiger is so so similar to the drone, and it's like the only thing in the game that is similar to the drone. So yeah. Sova's like... And the fact that her yeah. ultimate seeks people out as well, she seems to me to be the only agent in the game that could be a replacement for Sova. But I don't know whether she seems as good. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know if I necessarily agree. I mean, I could see a world where you would want her and a Sova. Um, just filling in where you would have hypothetically had the sage on the team previously. Like instead sage of a breach, Sova. though? What was that? Instead, instead of, of a breach. breach? Um, I don't know. That's, I mean, that's really where the uh, question comes up. And mm -hmm. also, would there be any viability to uh, potentially having all three of them? Or would that be an excess of flashes? Yeah, it's um, hard to think sure. about. Because, I mean, that is, at the end of the day, that's so much info gain you're getting. You're getting additional flashes. Um, and also, obviously, she can heal. I, I, unfortunately, you can't really see the rate of heal in the video, but I think that's I, a very key factor. I will 100% retract some of my opinions here based on how good the heal is um, it, compared the heal, to Sage. It's got to be similar ability. to Sage. Yeah, she gets one it's, AoE heal. It's the third ability. Yes. Yes. I... This it's got a like, bar, though. This sounds like a crackhead theory craft session from me, but I could see people stacking Sage and uh, Sky for the heal. I don't think you get um, value out of the heal multiple times throughout it, the round regularly. I wonder if the bar at the bottom is... I uh, think you Does would. that represent HP? So, I don't know. Can we, can we pause the video where it's talking yeah. about the healing? Because it was something I didn't really... There's something with vision that was in there. I don't know what that means. It's just line of sight. Oh. Is uh... it maybe? Yeah, line of sight. It's a, so it's only allies yeah. within line of sight. It's the yeah. same so as... that bar at the bottom is definitely the healing pool. Yeah, like Moira. Right, that, that mean, gets it's... depleted. And she can <laughs> keep it up and down. She cannot, like... be, she cannot heal herself. So you can't use it as a self-heal it... like you would right. with Sage. But... I I mean, healing is a very dangerous mechanic, I think, to introduce because you it's just immediately obvious the the power. Of, I mean, they've gutted Sage since her, since yeah. the game is released, and it's hard to tell how much of that gutting caused her to fall out. Was, was her heal being nerfed, or was it the area denial and the rest of her kit? Uh, but you, you walk a quite a thin line because there's nothing more frustrating and annoying than almost trading someone out, them getting away, and then them being healed up to 100. So you, so what damage you've done, that information is just negligible or, or doesn't, sure. doesn't, is not even uh, true anymore, you know? We've, you've already yeah. got a lot of heals in the game currently. Now with, with this introduction, it's a, it's a dangerous line to walk. It, it's, uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. It, it all kind of depends on what the healing output is. Like if if the 100 at the bottom represents like uh, HP and not like percentage, then I don't really think it's that big of a deal, right? Because it's I mean, 100 it HP be a probably... Big deal. It, it, yeah, well, it, it could be if you're using it on one target, right? If it's kind of split between multiple targets. Well, imagine it, like an AOE on a uh, pistol round, though. Yep. I think that's yeah. where it would be most significant. Yep. And like right? you kind of stack or something like that, or you have it's, players stacked. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to find a, a period of downtime to heal people up as well. You know, well, like no. you, you, you're not going to be running around healing people as you push in because as they take damage the healing is stopped anyway okay, but, but imagine, you just pre-put it down imagine you take a side you have to hold fire matt you have to hold it down yeah. so so it's like a active oh. channeling ability oh okay gotcha i didn't realize which, it was like that yeah i didn't so, read it. which yeah okay. which means that it's like it's like the sage heal but you're locked into using the okay. ability right. and it's short okay, range that, it a, a lot of the yeah. a lot of the like details about this agent make me feel like she's powerful but her individual abilities are all like nerfed versions of other people's mm -hmm, she's yes. like very strong because she has a lot of stuff amalgamated into one person but each one isn't quite as good as the other people we have now that could be totally wrong because for example the healing might uh, oh one billion healing per second but no, i mean it but, seems but, unlikely but that does seem like what they've gone for and i i like this approach because it does mean as well it, she is very supportive. You got to think about the power levels of heroes in specific scenarios. Like, obviously, she gets the most value by not going in first. But if she's the last alive, I mean, good fucking luck. You know, her kit does not suit any sort of clutch potential. This does take it away. It's not something you consider when thinking about agents. It's it's the, never the something alt you... could no, be mega clutch. The seekers, yeah, yeah. sure, I mean, sure, also... but 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 a lot of agents with their alts can be mega clutch. Like the ultimate is yeah. supposed to be mega clutch. But True. you got to think about in general the scenarios where you're not going to have access to the alt, and in the, the scenarios of which, which the agent will be used in most commonly. Um, and is this potentially? No, I, I'm not going to make that claim. But what were you going to say, Wyatt? I, well, I mean, if you think back to like when Sage was being played regularly, Sage would often be in a lot of clutch situations or post-plant yeah. situations. And her kit isn't necessarily, I would say, any better or worse than what we're seeing from hers. It's still it, pretty good. because if Yeah, you... but still, she, I mean, at the end of the day, she does still have three flashes. And though they are an yeah. odd deploy mechanic, sure. there are going to be a lot of situations where you can just send the bird out, and it, it you're near a corner, it just hits the corner, and you flash immediately. And it's still yeah. a flash. Like, I, I can um, see some outplay to that, though, as well, because you flash, immediately you know where, to, you know where they are. Um, and they have to be holding it down. They can't have their gun out. They cannot be ready to instantly repeak. Like if you see that flash and someone's holding like a close angle to you and you're trying to retake or something, you're trying to clutch 1v2, like the outplay to that is just rushing them. Sure. Or, or just but, killing the flashes yeah. and you know that the really I mean, that's really if the flashes are killable. There's yeah. so many uh, variables we don't know about with this, yeah. with this agent. Uh, but I think even if her kit isn't designed to be clutch, she will end up in clutch scenarios a lot because she gets value over time. She's one of those yeah, abilities. Yeah. She's one of those agents in the game that's similar to Sage, similar to Cypher, similar to um, who were we talking about last week as well? Viper, actually, Viper, where yeah. you get more value from her the longer the round goes on because you have more chances to use the AOE healing, use the flashes to be able to use your, your boom bot, this kind of stuff. So she's, and because she's not really an entryer whatsoever, even though her type is initiator, she's probably going to be left towards the back of the pack in these clutch in the, uh, uh, moments. 
And the signature ability is the uh, the flashes, right? How does that work, though? The signature That's ability is wondering. normally the E, and they're normally on some kind of refresh. Well, but she has yeah. three of them. Surely Ray, the flashes aren't on a refresh. You pay for. Like, yeah, you pay, uh, you pay for, for the power yeah, ones, right? I mean, actually, the way that they balance that, though, is that you only pay for the Q and you get the E's for free. Like, no, that's don't. the way they justified it. No, you don't. Well, you you get the same amount of charges. You buy four charges and yeah, you can use yeah, them for Q yeah. or E. Okay. And so the way that they kind of listed it in the in the agent is that you're only paying for the Q and you get the E for free, like some kind of <laughs> that is hilarious. stupid buy one, sure. get one free deal <laughs> from, a, from a rip-off supermarket. <laughs> is there any other agents yeah. when that's the case? Um, well, I believe all the rest are refresh on kill or cooldown. At the end of the day, though, as well, when sorry, when we're talking about some of these situations yeah. she's in, you are still also forcing enemies to reveal themselves by shooting a thing. So you're also gaining info that's on if enemies. it's killable. Yeah, which it probably, I mean, yeah. it probably is. I can't. I would imagine that it is. Yeah. Are, are we sure that the flash is the signature ability? Because that uh, that's be... why I think I read on one of the, the sites here that we had. Mm. It would probably be in the video again as well, because it'll be whatever her E is on, presumably. Her E is the uh, the bird, the flash. I guess it's the bird then. I, I don't know how that would work, because having those flashes on a cooldown or having them on a on uh, uh, two kills and you get them back would be... It might be like um, Brim. Kind of strange. You get one free. Oh, yes. That'll probably be like how Like Brim it is. smoke, right? Yeah. You get one. Yeah, good point. Brim does work like that. Yeah, might uh, be like Brim then. But also, these numbers could change. Like, we don't know. This is a yes. leak. This is well, a data mine. So, well, what's also interesting is that she's not releasing on the same day as the uh, event. Wait a second. I just saw... <laughs> Okay, no. Wait one a second. So she was. <laughs> that was far too Wait dramatic. Wait one wasn't it? second. What do you? What do you got? I saw. I saw her use the alt then at the end of the or in the middle of this video, yeah, and it right. said no targets available. And my mind was like, oh, so if there is no one nearby, you, it gives you info for free without even using it. But that's you because there's it? literally no one on the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Like presumably, it would literally target anyone anywhere on the map. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, mm. it is giving you well, free information. The three closest people. No, no, but but if there's three people left alive, if you use that all, it's gonna go for them. Yes, wherever they are. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have a range on it because if it did have a range on it, you could use the alt and keep using the alt to figure out if there's anyone close. Yeah, and if it and hits it them in for free. near sites, I also wonder how that works. Like, uh, let's say you're going into like a scent on A. If you use it and the person closest shoots the one coming for them, does the Can one that's them? going for somebody far refixate onto the person close or does it keep traveling at that other person? I mean, we don't know, but because we haven't seen it in right. action, but also can you It would be super busted if it refixated on the person that would be and they keep just, just killing them from all different directions. But they, yeah, this. Uh... That ultimate now, thinking about it, seems very, very powerful. It's not like the limitations yeah, of Cypher where you need a body. Nope. You can literally use it to initiate into an area and it would clear it out for you. And it near sights if it hits. That's uh, crazy, yeah, actually. It's and it's, and it's only cost six as well. Like, yeah. there, there's. I saw some post. I don't know the credence to it, but uh, the, the. I saw a and post on Reddit of somebody talking about how um, people are playing Valorant wrong because they're not prioritizing the ultimate orbs. And I think that that's a very statistical-minded way to approach the game. 
analytically and one that maybe doesn't suit this game like it's it's quite one-dimensional to think about a game in that manner yeah, yeah. of like thinking about you must efficiently go for these ultimate orbs because you have a higher chance of winning when you have ults um when you don't Just give up give up all map control and yeah go you for need the to think about map <laughs> control and everything else right uh, um but that is one ultimate where it costs so little where you could make an argument for statistically going for ultimate orbs early on to farm it as quickly as possible to get free information on a site that you hit yeah especially if it's in a good place for map control like showers on bind yeah. if you can take showers on bind whilst also getting an alt orb at the beginning like fpx do with the brim but instead you stack them onto the uh onto the sky instead that's i, I wonder mean, th this alt just seems bonkers yeah good. i think we i think we have to know more like i wonder how other other things interact with the alt like uh will killjoy's turret target it and shoot it uh do does it get stuck yeah. in like traps of like cypher or something like that uh how does the point how does it work is like a flying object uh i also think uh a reason probably why this agent will not release right away is you're gonna see some weird interactions with these things just flying around and like teleporting <laughs> through walls and just weird shit well, that's gonna well, come out of it that's what that i just mass. thought as well I well, just I just realized that the the wolves that they introduced in Spike Rush was probably an AI test for this yeah. ability. Yeah. Um, the, to, the, yeah, the wolves to test Spike the Rush. Act, same yeah. Uh, I've never played Spike Rush with wolves. I haven't. Yeah. I, I played Spike it, Rush a bit when they first released it. I haven't done it with it's, this. Uh, it's like a. Uh, so you pick up the wolf thing, and it's like almost like a. Uh, it's a slow moving wolf that kind of almost like has like a little bit of like a spiral animation, almost like a paranoia. <laughs> breaking down Spike Rush. Yeah, yeah, a spike but, rush expert. But the AI is probably going to be very similar to... It, it, tracks, yeah. it tracks people through walls and, uh, like, it doesn't go through walls, but it'll track them oh, around yeah. the map. If it hits them, it does, I believe, near sight them as well. What happens uh, if you, like, if you were on Haven and yeah. you either Omen TP'd or Jet They float, I believe. I believe they do If you float. went into Heaven, presumably it would go all the way around up the staircase to track you into yes, heaven again. Yes, I think yeah. so. It's not just going to float up no, to you. Be, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think it does that. Likely. Mm. It, it, I, I think the path... I mean, maybe not. I don't know. It depends how they work out and calculate the pathing. Anyway. But then it's weird because... Yeah. Like, we're we're through, really diving If you go into through it. a teleporter on bind, does it follow you through or does it walk all the way the long way around? I don't, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't know. You have to go test it. We we don't <laughs> know. There's too many variables. Too many variables. Can we also say that this, uh, this agent will not release on the 13th? Uh, they're releasing the map on the 13th, uh, but the map is only going October. to be... Yeah. Huh? Okay. Yeah, the 13th, 13th of October. October. Uh, the map... So basically, they, they put out, like, a long breakdown of, like, how this act is going to be adjusted compared to the previous one. Mm -hmm. um, so on the 13th, uh, the battle pass will come out. Yeah. Uh, you'll oh, get the map in unrated... Uh, so it'll be unrated play. I think like Spike Rush. I think as well. Uh, you'll get the competitive refresh, uh, the battle pass, and then like a new skin series, whatnot. Uh, on the twenty seventh, that's when the map will go into the competitive play. That's I also when the agent will launch. Okay. Uh, they said they wanted to do this because they uh, they said the patch was pretty heavy and they have stability issues or they 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 want to potentially avoid stability issues because they feel like some of the uh most recent patches they've had a lot of odd bugs issues with uh 
what the most recent one you had the issue with uh the ultimate voice lines just completely disappearing from phoenix and i think sova uh so they, the, they want to delay it yeah i so that's the reason they're delaying the mapping competitive uh no they probably want to actually get testing outside of competitive uh, i'm actually surprised they are not going with the approach of just having a playlist that's the map 24 7 where you can just go into sure. like uh have have unrated because because you're gonna waste time uh people are gonna queue unrated to get the map and they're gonna get a send and then dodge you may as well have just had yeah. unrated put it in there and then have an icebox 24 7 playlist yeah, yeah. i imagine then, it's like uh, they don't want the new map in the competitive queue because they don't want people queuing into it on competitive never played it before don't know how to no, play no, it no 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 well, the the main reason you don't add it to competitive is because you have never thoroughly played t uh, or yes. tested it for like it affects people oh, through yeah. the through the floor right and you okay. can plant the spike yeah, all that, over that, the place. that makes way more sense because i was going to say that the point i just made is null because they just when they release new agents and they you can play them in yeah, yeah. straight away. It, it's so. you know like when, on Haven where you could TP through back plat on yeah, yeah, C yeah. and plant the bomb underneath the yeah. map. Well, I, there will be bugs yeah. like that I, on the map because yes. they just haven't tested it with hundreds of thousands of people spamming every different area of the map. It's it's not possible to bug test something that well, thoroughly, but the public will. Yeah. So what they've said is uh, that they want to delay the agent for two weeks uh, because that'll give. Uh, basically like they, what i said they the few patches haven't been stable and two weeks hits them their first patch cycle of this act yeah. so they'll be able to fax out all of the bugs on the icebox okay. map in the first two weeks and then add the agent in where if you added the agent in with the map you could have a lot of bugs and issues and yeah, whatnot yeah, yeah. uh and what then you're in a mad rush to fix it so yeah it makes sense all right, let's yeah. uh, let's let's talk about something else because my ADHD is kicking in. Took me okay. on this topic for for a while. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the first strike events because finally some dates got announced uh, for yeah. I believe what is it mm -hmm. Brazil and EU. Yeah, um, yeah, you just got announced today. Korea's as well. Korea already has result uh, dates, correct? Mm -hmm. Korea's yeah. already started actually. They've already started Korea's the qualifiers, already, right? Yeah, their first qualifier just kicked off. I, yeah. I think we're, we're, I don't think that it's been completed, but um, nearly. Still ongoing. Okay. Well, we, we, yeah, I mean, we can talk about the dates, at least for EU and Brazil. I'm surprised that these tournaments are kind of... the, the It's it's essentially the tail end of 2020 is what they're going to be encompassing. It's I, I assumed that they were all going to be starting roughly around the same time, and there were going to be maybe two tournaments fit in, uh, fitted into 2020. But the way it looks like it is, First Strike is going to be the conclusion of 2020. Yeah. They probably... So, my gut says... This was probably supposed to kind of kick off like the middle to end of October. But because you have a new agent and you need a new map for best of fives, this got mm. pushed back a bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're still doing the open qualifiers. Yes, middle still doing the open October. qualifiers. I'm actually interested with the open qualifiers because uh, that's before the 27th. Do they add the map? Like, does the map get added to the third qualifier? I don't think they'll add it for any of the qualifiers. If I had probably to guess, you'll have it disabled for all the qualifiers, then add it yeah. for the add it the for the main event, event because yeah. the teams need time to learn the map anyway, and you don't have any BO5s in the qualifiers, so there's no need to add this new map right now. Sure. And the agent it's, gets disabled probably till the, the main event. Sure, yeah. and then I you have a, a cool addition for the main event. One thing to talk about here is the best of one format that they've got going on. In I believe if you bring up that article again, Kurt, I I think it's. 
it's best of ones up until uh, what is it? Up until the round of sixteen. <sighs> so you have t- five hundred and twelve. 256, 128, 64, 32. So you have five. You need to win five BO1s before in Brazil? you get to BO3. That is yeah, brutal. You have so many competitive teams against one another. There's like I know that they've got four qualifiers, which will hopefully lessen the RNG aspect. And I know it's best yeah. of ones because time constraints. Like You've got to get through so many games. You've got to add them in so many games. That's a nightmare. But... That it's there's still the RNG potential of like maybe the best teams not getting in through that. There, there is, but at the, chances though. At the same time, you are very unlikely to get seeded against a good team before the round of sixteen multiple times in a That's row. That's true with five hundred and twelve yeah. like, teams. Yeah. And yeah, imagine if how they're going to be. Sorry, I was just going to say. Also, by the qualifier three and four, there's going to be far less. Yes. Great teams. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's because, a great point. That's a great point. I, I believe it's the top eight that advance to the main qualifier, right? The so, uh, he, well, what the final the final qualifier is thirty two teams. Yeah. So uh, you have eight from each qualifier. Yes. Go through. So you basically just need to win that single BO3 in the round of 16 and you're through. Uh, but you also need to win all the BO1s. And then once well. you get to the final qualifier, everything's BO3. Bro, so you're kind let's, of good. Let's get, let's get immortal. Let's get involved. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think this is a really good system. Like I agree yeah. with you, Brendan. There are definitely possibilities that some teams that are on, on the edge genuinely could get unlucky yeah. and could run into people. Like That happened in Overwatch way back when. Like When we did qualifiers for contenders in Season 0, I'm talking like 2017, 2016, uh, the... Oh yeah, 2017. It, there, were, there were like two teams that on this enormous bracket accidentally ran into each other in the final qualifier and they knocked, that one team knocked another really good team out and unfortunately we had a team that missed out on it. But at the same time, that was a, a rarity and it the advantage of being able to discover new upcoming talent is too, too good yes, to, yeah, to worry yeah. about that too much. Yeah. Uh, you need to do BO1s just because Let's there's no you. way you could process all of these teams yeah, in yeah. that short amount of time doing like BO3s yeah. the whole way through. Uh, the tournament would just last forever. Uh, does, does every first strike tournament get the same amount of teams and qualification events? You would just, well, no, I don't no, believe probably so. Probably not because, yeah, there are some regions that you won't have 500 what plus teams for each uh, qualifier. Uh, yeah. No, the, so, for example, uh, VLR.gg did an article about the European... Well, actually, I mean, Valorant did an article about the European one as well. And that one was... Uh, let me see. Did they actually announce how many teams were involved? Um, I, j- I actually put it in the chat earlier today. <sighs> I don't think they did. But, for example, in Europe, the top 16 teams from each qualifier advance. So you would imagine so there would be 1,000 teams then. Right. Probably something yeah. like that. Yeah. So there's actually 64 teams in oh. the main final. Qu- oh wait, no. So oh right. So this is actually different. So Europe has it. So that there are these four qualifiers A, B, C, and D. But the top 16 of qualifiers A and B go to a play-in where <laughs> the top eight teams from that advance. So mm-hmm. there's okay. like an extra selection process yeah, yeah. at the end. To ensure that you only actually end up with, yeah, uh, they're, uh, yeah they're 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 it is different. A and B are within a four day span, 
So it's like qualifier A is the 9th and the 10th, then the 11th and the 12th is B straight away, and then the 13th is when you pit them against each other, and then they go straight into playoffs in the 14th and 15th. Interesting. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. I feel like I prefer the Brazilian format. I don't, I'm not 100% sure why this European. Tough on teams. Because think about this. Let's say you don't make it to the main event out of the first one. You know, the playoffs end on November 15th. You're right back in the next qualifier on the 16th. The 16th and 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th. I mean, this is a, you are playing Valorant pretty much what? From the 9th of November every day straight to the 22nd, if you have to qualify yeah. through the second that one. Is, yeah, I feel like that's is. what teams like, though, isn't it? Uh, it's I thought a they kind lot. of want to do that. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of... I wonder if... Um, well, that's if you just don't make but, it through, right? Right, that's if you don't make it through, right? This, yeah. is, a, this is like a worst-case scenario, and you're making the main yeah. event. But also... I mean, why is play on play in number one and two? Why are they be a ones? You know, like it, you're you're taking the top thirty-two teams in the region on the thirteenth of November. In theory, you've found the top thirty-two teams in the region, and you're playing be or ones to find the top eight out of those, uh, and then you're doing be or threes to find the top four. There's, I, I feel like there's more chance of the top teams getting whittled down and accidentally losing in the European version of it. Even though you don't have to this, potentially um, play this as many screams to me, much more of a Yeah. This screams to me that every region is being used as kind of a testing ground to um, sure. to to find a format to potentially run yeah. future tournaments across the board on. Um or at least the qualifiers. Yeah. Like that I this this is definitely them using every region as their own little case study of how to what is what is you know the best what's uh what do the players like what do they prefer to play um yeah so, so yeah. i mean the main event for europe will only be eight teams at the end of it yeah which Interesting. Th there's a strong chance that you've okay probably one of the some of these good teams will have gone out in bo3s but there's a strong chance that we don't have the top eight teams that we would expect at that point for the mm -hmm. for yeah. the main event the the format for the main event of uh of brazil is also a top eight but there's like a 32 team qualifier to get into that top eight like they're all in the same group whereas brazil in europe it's are. two different ones brazil the first open qualifier is october 17th so i think this i mean the, the europe one may just be this type of format because of time yeah what is it of, when is uh, the first qualifier for eu 9th of november interesting okay yeah they may yeah. be just trying to get this in in the short amount of time like you have no idea uh because for our, uh, i mean i would assume riot is not going to put the main event for each region on the same weekend so this may be right. some kind of like rush to like you exactly. may have had to work back from the december 6th date to book all the rest and figure out how to make it work within the time yeah, schedule yeah, yeah. i yeah. think they are actually doing them all at the same time I know that yeah. that sounds bonkers, really? but I think they are allocating time zones for each huh. um, gotcha. region doing, rather uh, than days. Yeah, do like a 24-hour stream type of thing and just keep Essentially, it going. Essentially, yeah. And yeah, and I think that's basically how it's going to work. Yeah. Uh, because Brazil is the 3rd to the 6th of December, and Europe is also the 3rd to the 6th of December. And I would, I would be shocked if they had more than two weekends that they wanted to do this on that is actually so cool though that's yeah. a great idea if true i mean if kind of kind of cool zones... but how do you watch them 
we uh well, well if the time zones line up so that you're actually getting a crossover audience from region to region that's the real benefit right yeah, yeah. we did uh uh we did this for the call of duty league the first year we did like uh the australian league would funnel right into europe and then europe would funnel right into na and then na would have like a after NA, there'd be like a few hours of like a rebroadcast, then straight into Australia again, mm -hmm. uh, doing it like a three-day, 24-hour thing. Uh, it was popular. It kept viewers there. Uh, without some type of recap show, though, there was really no way you could keep up with all of the games because you cannot sit on the stream for 24 hours for three days straight. Well, that's uh, that's what people come to it, us for, Matthew. Right, I know. That's why they're subscribed to this new YouTube channel where we're going to have so much Valorant contest, uh, content. You know, maybe a contest as well for Bren's late night show. We don't know, but yeah, don't know what that's, uh, that, that's why they're here. Yeah. What? Don't know what that's going to entail. Yeah, contest. I mean, you said for my late night show. What, what are you talking about? Yeah, we're going to run a contest on your late night show. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, whenever you get I've it up and going. Before. Uh, let's let's talk instead then about Korea because they have started their qualification for first strike. Uh, they actually finished the first one. They last finished night. the first one. Uh, and who ended up qualifying? Because I uh, didn't give up. Yeah, it was Vision Strikers. Vision strikers. Of course, it was Whoa, Vision Strikers. Big shock! How yeah. many teams are coming through with the Korean system? Because I know the Korean system is even. Different. That's a very good question. I don't know. I didn't see like a press announcement for the Korean. Uh, qualifier. I saw a so, post, but I can't remember what it was. And I remember thinking, oh, this is... It was like a classic Korean tournament system, it felt like to me. Where, when I, thinking back to like the Apex days. Um, sure. I, is I is mean, there a tournament this... on VLR.gg where you can see how it plays out? Yeah, I'm not yes, sure if this is the correct but one. It, only, it only shows the bracket from like the six, the oh, round of 16. Think this, this is this right. one, is it? Clan it Black was... 2. I don't think October that's October 7th. No, this was is the something final? different, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, this is something different. I'll I've just been fooled it. by the, uh, by the Josh, format you, of it. Is it. The qualifiers have not begun. I, I don't know. I, I'm lost in the source at this um... point, Brent. Made of so many tournaments. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Looking on like... Uh, oh, I just Googled Korea First Strike, and I've got so many... I did that as well. The, uh, the yeah, growing danger that, yeah. of a U.S. nuclear first strike on North Korea. Yeah, Not that's what I'm after, that's what I, got. Yep. I had to put in the Let's word really Valorant to get away from that. <laughs> nope. uh, let's see. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it is called Clan Battle. Yeah, Clan Battle. Oh, it's called uh, Clan Battle. Yeah, because yeah, I it. remember it was, yeah. I, it was weird because I was like, it seems like this is a classic Korean tournament structure where it's being ran by... Yeah, well, that's external. the thing, isn't it? That these open tournaments, these qualifiers, are going to be run by third-party organizations. Okay, so, the so they've been named different things. So this Clan Battle Act Two is the regional qualifiers. This one for is first strike. this one's way different, though. Uh, so from what I'm reading, uh, every week the teams will have a chance to gather for first strike circuit points. Yeah, it's and so at the it's end so of much the different. Fourth <laughs> week of Clan Battle, the 24 teams with the highest number of points will advance to the qualifier. It's kind of crazy. That's a crazy. cool way of doing it. It's a, it's a very Korean tournament way of doing it as well. Like the, yep. the, the, the point system mm. um, happens pretty often. But yeah, I mean, this just proves, I think, the, the point I was making earlier where every region is different in terms of how they are qualifying, that it seems like they are testing different processes. Or maybe they're just kind of going with the systems that the regions are used to, um, you know? Yeah, and then this one also says uh, uh, 
it's open to every team with at least three South Korean players. Uh, out of the out of 24 teams, those that place nine through 24 will face each other in a best of one in the first round of the qualifiers, with the winners advancing to battle against the team seated one through eight in the second round. Hmm. The best eight teams from the first round qualifier win the second round will progress to the regional finals in December. Okay. So basically, if you finish one through eight in those uh, points, you yeah. only need to win one game. Yeah, you're in a good position. Uh, it's yeah. like a play-in tournament to qualify. Kind of, Well, it's like almost like a play-in circuit because yeah. <laughs> the points add up over weeks. To <laughs> It's almost like a little bit of We're getting season, into the goddamn juice. Uh, I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's no point deep diving on these systems. I mean, it's just kind of whack. When, I, when I is would it... venture to say Vision Strikers will have the number one Most Valorant likely, yeah. circuit clan battle points to, yeah. to, yeah. to i believe that's yeah, the uh, yeah that's that's what they're called i mean the, what are they at the moment they're where, they where won. is this so they're, you they're, see they're the truly they're in the, the, if they win the one I, i'm trying to see that overall no, win loss really yeah like, because the system is like they play what four clan battle Yes. So winning they one get of points. them isn't yeah. enough. But but the more games you win, the more points you accrue, which means the higher your oh, seed, so you which means keep... okay. you get right. eventually so, when the play-in yeah. tournament occurs, you'll get your first pick of the teams from from <laughs> from twenty-four to hey man. Six, nine 24, to 24 to nine. Yeah. What's up next? Yeah, what By is way, next <laughs> in the dock? Vision what you... strikers are twenty-eight and zero in Korea. They have yeah. a lot of points. <laughs> um you, so this was the what this last weekend was the first weekend of it uh it runs every uh so the next one's the 13th and the 14th and the 20 and the 21st and then the 27th and the 28th interesting well um, i'm moving on yeah there you <laughs> let's go talk. i mean that's that's what's let's, going on let's talk about brazil another brazilian <laughs> tournament another weekend of games being played this time game landers the team that came on top they won yeah. the uh what is it the uh the copper copper raken Co copper raken yeah copper raken uh number two God, yeah yeah oh, so they, game actually, landers. they beat this no org 2.0 that no uh, org 2.0 won the previous they won the previous tournament, tournament where yeah. they beat yes. fusion fraggers in the final they didn't play game landers in that tournament fusion fraggers knocked game landers out. oh my god this was a beer um, one Thing. Yeah, it was some Chaos BO1s Holy and then BO3. It was a BO3 lower bracket final and a BO5 final. And Game Landers <laughs> crushed them in the final, though. I mean, it was a. It looks close because they had a free map win yeah. because they won through the upper bracket BO1s. And then they beat Game Landers on split. I mean, Game Landers on split are, are they're not even the same team. They, they change all of their composition. Mm. They're like their players, like their cypher plays Omen. Just crazy <laughs> shit like that. It makes no sense. So they, like I expected them to lose on split yeah. because they just have not, it's just, they have not figured that map out yet. But on all the other maps, they were just dominant. And it's just the duo of MW Zira and John are just world-class players. They're mm. so good. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. they just stomp them. So. I think though it's it's very interesting to see this no org 2.0 team just basically come out of nowhere yeah. and go what they've lost now two matches and they must have won like 11. I think there's something like 11 and 2 in the Brazilian scene and they're not farming bad teams. They're playing against the other top 5 teams and they're 11 and right. 2. Uh, and they've they've won a tournament and they've come to the grand finals of the other one. Uh, 
these some of these are BO1s as well, but it's so impressive that this team has just exploded out of nowhere. And I think that that's something that you could see in this Brazilian scene is just I, occasionally there's going to be teams that just pop up and they're just going to destroy. Because it's so um, turbulent. And they grab a Vandal, they click some heads for a weekend, they just pop off and just run around like maniacs. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's turbulent, like but it's also not very structured either. Like the the even the very top teams play a style that's quite messy and prone yeah, to upsets. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I think it's if you, if you're able to get on the same level as them mechanically, you don't have to put in too much structure to your game before you're suddenly just straight on the the level where you you're can right start there, beating yeah. them. Yeah, game landers were looking a lot more fundamentally sound in this final, though. I think the biggest takeaway from watching it for me is that. In the previous tournaments, since Gamelanders kind of just came back the past couple weeks where they had taken a break after just stomping the early days of the game, um, they didn't look quite as good, which is to be expected to an extent, right? They're a bit rusty. Um, but this has been their best performance since their return to just playing all the tournaments. And mm -hmm. this was, without a doubt, their best showing yet. Uh, I think you have to consider Gameland as the top team in Brazil right now as well. I mean, it's yeah. difficult to even say like a top team in Brazil yeah. because margin. it is very volatile. But if you wanted to pick a number one team, I think you would probably pick Gamelanders. Um, yeah. uh, Noorg 2.0 haven't done enough yet. Fusion Fraggers haven't been as uh, consistent or won as many tournaments. And then Reminds the rest of them of, are um, just kind of contenders for that. Like two months ago, maybe even three months ago at this point in NA, where TSM were like, they were the top dogs early on. They had a bit of a fall and then they came up again. There was a period where they were rising again. That's what this kind of trajectory reminds me of, at least looking, sure. looking at this. There's uh, still so much room for this scene to be refined though as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah there is. So much room. Uh, yeah, I think, well, yeah, I, I think Gamelanders look like a team that has potential to be a, an actual world-class contender though i rate mw0 and john really high uh overall just in terms of individual players they are really on the yeah. top level um Shout that out team my has man, a lot of potential and it's cool as well like they're so beloved it seems yeah like the the chat goes hard with the Gamelanders spam. <laughs> they love Gamelanders. Gamelanders region is a great name. Is... I don't know why. I think it's just funny. I'm, yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> very excited for like the first international tournaments we have where you start yeah. to see Brazil cross over. Yeah, 20, 2026. 2026. Yeah, I think that's all that stuff will be over, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think people are hard sleeping on Brazil, though. Yeah. There's not no, much are, talk about are. them across the rest of the community about them being a contending region. Uh, you, these guys you are going to be good. I'm, uh, this podcast is essentially just the, the Brazilian oh. region simp stream at this point. <laughs> yeah. Like every every episode, we just go on it. Because it's, to be fair, it's the only tournaments that are running at the moment. So there could be some recency bias with that. But definitely people are sleeping on Brazil. Yeah, I mean, you said it to me when I was, I was watching the game downstairs the other day. And I'm like, Bren, I... Every time I watch Brazil, I just get a little bit more hype. Yeah, and it's like probably because it's the only games that you're able to watch right now, which <laughs> yeah. very well may be true. Could but be true. also, the level of play is just yeah, it's, so good. It's nice. <laughs> so... They, they play fast. They play hard. It's a, it's a cool region to watch. I'm really excited yeah. to uh, to see those international tournaments in 2026. It's going to be nice. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's been outside of some major news. We're going to save the best for last. But in, we're going to we're going to kind of they call this the shit sandwich. You know, we're going to like sure. put in some of the, uh, it's not really shit, but it's kind of like the lesser scraps 
of uh, of news the seasoning if you will uh, of yeah. the sandwich great um, way to get people engaged by telling them what we're going to talk about is shit it's not shit it's, that's what i said it's not shit it's like seasoning it's some nice like uh, yeah, it's yeah. some it's some nice paprika it, maybe it's some extra tidbits you know yeah you know some salt and pepper or something so so let's talk about the spanish football team real betis i don't know how to pronounce the name of this i know it's yeah. real but Good i know luck. i don't know how do you pronounce the second one uh, they're, they're buying in apparently they're oh. uh, they're looking to get themselves a team looking to lock it in insight yeah. gentlemen this is cool uh just uh more uh more investment into the scene from all different areas right uh i think uh you see a lot of probably uh you no know, organizations that don't even really have a lot of esports representation trying to even get into valorant because they know what league of legends is uh and then they know that games uh from the first person pov with guns usually do pretty well so uh probably why you see a lot of this uh going on but it's also yeah. awesome to see for the scene there's a lot of overwatch players in this romas well. yeah yeah, yeah. romas yeah, line Bromas. pro pop it fresh like what? there's at least yeah Yo, the homie squad coming well, through just a spanish squad yeah yeah, yeah. The and they've boys. actually been performing all right like they've been doing the pretty no, decently <laughs> no he's not the coach neptuno though used to be an incredibly like when he was young i think he was the best spanish cs 1.6 player when he was yes. between the ages yeah, of 14 so, and 16 something something I, I thought was funny i was just like i just imagined a young josh being friends with a young neptuno from across the across the planet <laughs> i mean they they won neptuno's very good at this game as well though but he says he doesn't he doesn't enjoy it as much yeah. as he did cs or as much as he enjoys uh, overwatch so good to see bromos on a team though bromos is a player that in uh overwatch yeah. always had really strong mechanical skills you kind of think of him like playing like a mccree and uh hit scan in the past but yeah. uh, good to see him uh line pro has also had a pretty successful career too. poppy fresh yeah. is the interesting one for me uh because He's poppy a fresh guy. was a cracked yeah. youngster that had so much potential, still has a lot of potential. And I think a new game could light this guy on fire, honestly, um, in a nice team setting. I'm, I'm not 100% sure how old he is. I just looked him up on Liquipedia, but I remember seeing him at the World Cup and thinking he that he was young. only just old enough to play in yeah, World Cup. Yeah, he was at that he? point, yeah. he was. That was the storyline we were running at the World Cup. Yeah. That was... So he must only be like 19 now or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Ton of potential on him. Ton of potential. Uh, yeah. Go on, you were going to say something? I was just going to say that this is the this is another aspect of the wave of organizations getting involved in first strike and onwards and I yeah. think it's it's clear that there's more than just first strike on the horizon here like the, oh, the yeah. amount of buy-in that we're seeing to yeah. the scene happening right now indicates, especially when you look at teams like NRG, who I don't think we're going to talk about this week, but we did previously, where it's like well, they, they've actively them. said they're waiting for something huge to buy in on. And First yeah. Strike is cool, but it's not huge. Yeah. So there's there's definitely got to be some rumblings behind the scene here. Uh, there's uh, no leaks coming from yeah, us, for, but this is just clear for, deduction. For, mm -hmm. First, strike is not, uh, First Strike is not getting a team like NRG who was saying we're not getting in. To a more immediately be like, yep, that's it. We're all in. Here it yeah. is. Yep, sign me up. Like, there's got to be was, something else. It was the timing on that was hilarious too. It was genuinely like two and a half weeks since everyone was saying, "Oh, yeah. NRG's not getting a team soon." But <laughs> Ace, you, when what are they going to play? And then two weeks later, they just it's super funny as well because uh, <clears throat> it's such a mix of players from different games. 
Uh, it's kind of a meme in the Call of Duty scene, but every time a new game comes out, it's like a bunch of players who like haven't played in years on Twitter be like, oh yeah, this is my game, bro. It's my year. It's like a <laughs> bunch of people from different games who have just come together now on Valorant. They're like, bro, this game's for me, bro. This is my year. It's my <laughs> game, bro. Like, that is just like... a, a washed gamer classic. <laughs> yeah, that happens yeah. My in year, every bro. scene. That is a universal concept, I feel. Yeah. But hey, you know, whatever, whatever keeps them being able to sleep at night. Yeah. I'd pay their bills. Sure. Sure. Uh, what else? What we here? got next? Heretics. Drip feeding the roster announcement. Yeah. I think um, they've actually finalized the roster yeah, they announcement. Have. They just did uh, have they? today or yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, nine hours ago. They, uh, oh, yeah. they finalized again. it, I think. Uh, they have a few ex-CSGO guys. Uh, Lowell, probably the most notable, okay. right? It's a long-time CSGO vet. Uh, skilled player. They don't have a fifth yet, though. They have a on VLR. Uh, they have a stand-in right okay. now that they they announced a stand-in as their full roster. Yeah, is oh, this a case sure. of a team that has um, shifted over from CS recently? No, no, they've been I mean, playing it's, it's, actively. Uh, oh, I, in Valorant. I thought you meant as a team. Um, I I don't. Uh, I mean, as individuals, some of them shifted over from yeah. CS. I know right. Lyle did, Nokia did. I'm not super familiar with the There's other players. Definitely Paura this... played a lot of Valorant. Um, yes, Paura has been playing for the Team Prodigy rosters yeah, yeah. for a while, and he okay. actually looked yeah. really good when he was playing with like various different mixes of teams and all sorts of stuff. I think that guy has a lot of potential. I'm so excited to see Nookie play as well. Yeah. I, I played with that guy in TF2 way back when, in <laughs> yeah. 2015. That's, yeah, that's Nookie from TF2. Yeah, really? that's Nookie from yeah. TF2. And so oh. I, I, I it's his I here, it's his game. Yeah, I was what? the uh he was a CS I, so, bro. Yeah, he, he played CS after. So he, he was playing TF2 and coming up in the scene. I made this top team in TF2 for uh for the high division, oh, wow. which was like the, the one below the, the top <laughs> level. And I, I found Nucky and got him on the team because he was just tearing up the, the lower divisions. He he was insane we won everything we were undefeated that season he was nuts and then he was like okay tf2's boring i'm gonna go and play cs and he went from being a person who was casually playing cs to very quickly being on a, a like pretty top level team he was on hellraisers like, with uh, angel yeah that was the notable team he was on yeah mm. Yeah, and his ascension <laughs> through the no scene idea. was actually pretty, yeah. va wow. uh, pretty uh, rapid. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and a lot of the TF2 people were really excited for him because there was basically Nucky, and then who was the guy that played Dota, the the Finnish dude, Jerax, Jerax, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, yeah and uh, there were the two people well. that escaped from TF2 and did something as players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> TF2 always, refugees just looking for homes, you know. Yeah, I mean there was a bunch of people that went to Overwatch, but outside of that, there was uh, there was Nucky and there was Jerax. And, and now he's coming over to Valorant. And as far as I know, like, Nucky was um, pretty talented in CS. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe that was just me because I was a fan of him because <laughs> I played with him in the past, but... <laughs> no, he, 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 was, he was legit. It was like the... He was another of the classic story, a tale told a million times of yeah. the FPL player who joins a top team. And he was good. I mean, he, that unfortunately, that Hellraisers team, that was sort of during the... A bizarre period for Hellraisers, where they were just trying to find any anyone to really play with them. So he wasn't really in a well-structured machine. So I don't think he was necessarily uh, pushed to his limits yeah. as a player, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. he clearly was a talented player, and 
you know, it, it looked like he would have had a future had he kept playing that game. So I expect him to be pretty solid and valorant. Nice. They've already beaten Giants Gaming as well. Yep. Uh, mm. That's like their first yeah. game that they debuted this roster with. And they beat them 14-12. Uh, obviously, tiny sample size. <laughs> yeah, but sure. at the same time, Giants are one of those like classics of the tier two European scene. They've been around for ages and they like, they have ever beaten G2 on a map. Like they beat them on ascent in, uh, in some tournament, like a, a few weeks ago, probably a month ago at this point. Um, they're like a team that can occasionally punch above their weight, but they're normally just outside of the top eight in, uh, right. in, in Europe. But so the fact that they're able to get that win as like a starting team is pretty promising. Like th this team could Good go places. Build off of, yeah. yeah, they got upset potential in first strike. You know, as the Giants, big, um, they could take BO1 yeah. wins over uh, even the best teams in Europe. The big portion of players, like obviously there's the initial rush when Valorant got released of a lot of players from <sighs> different games moving over to, to Valorant. Um, but there's also the lesser wave that we don't really think about, but this trickling of CS pros that we're now seeing as well when more money's coming into the scene, when organizations are getting into Valorant yeah. more and more often now. This is like the go button for a lot of these players that already had some sort of comfort level in CS where they were living off of the game and yeah. didn't want to make the risky jump at the start. Um, you're going to start uh, to see this now, this trickle-down effect of these pros coming in and maybe sort of superseding as well some of the pros that got in right at the get-go because they realize that is the only chance they're going to have of playing professional-level yeah. Valorant yeah. is getting in uh, right at the start. Yeah, two things. Uh, I agree with that. But uh, you know, thinking of a team like this and First Strike, uh, I'm... I'm already kind of feeling that I'm going to be a little bit upset. We don't have some type of like replay viewer way to see every game because I feel like a team like this sure. could upset somebody in a BO1 that is not on stream because somebody yeah. just assumes that this yeah. match is not going to be well, much luckily, of anything. And then we will not four. be able to actually see what happened or what went on. Right. Yeah. Four qualifiers. I mean, the more qualifiers you run, the more chance that doesn't happen. But you are right. Like right. Re that's, I mean, to go back to the earlier point about the feeling of this game being quite bare bones when it came out, like it's it's a similar case to kind of Overwatch almost because Overwatch didn't have a replay viewer um, yeah. when it first came out. It was missing some, some basic stuff. I say basic stuff. It was missing some stuff, which is actually kind of the norm. The new norm when you release a game is to just kind of release it as a really polished base level product and add out the updates as you go along. Um, yeah. But I yeah, also like, think though that the, if you're a team like Team Heretics, if, if any of your players are comfortable with it, try and stream your games. I'm not, I'm not sure whether yeah. that's in the rules, but I think it's possible. I believe you must be or anything, right? Like, I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's one of the reasons why the Fortnite World Cup and those in-game tournaments are so exciting. Obviously, when you're playing solos, it lends itself to being a streamer when you were playing mm -hmm. those games. But watching people trying to qualify for the World Cup every week was so oh, it was exciting. Insane, actually, yeah. Like watching Ninja come so close yep. and then like tuning in next week, like, holy shit, is he going to do it this time? Yep. It was so exciting. It was so good to watch. And also, yeah. I mean, at that point, Fortnite did have uh, in game replays as well. So people mm -hmm. could just go back and watch. You could just click on someone's name on the leaderboard, watch the replay of any of their games. And people were, you know, doing the breakdowns yeah. and the analysis, which would be great yeah. for. You know, people like us and mm -hmm. people who want to see <laughs> yeah, all the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's also though. Unfortunately, yeah, the game doesn't lend itself for people to stream um, because people, the sort of the CS mentality is more so of keeping I, the strats and the calls secret. Yeah. And you don't want to let anything I, out. 
I hope they do kind of uh, Call of Duty teams would stream their POVs qualifying for Call of Duty championships. Uh, and what they would do is just not have the comms broadcasted. So you could watch the gameplay, you could watch the matches, uh, but you did not hear team comms call out strats, yeah. uh, etc. That would be when T1 was playing as well. Yeah. Hit? Food was mm. doing that when T1 was playing in tournaments. He was streaming, but not streaming the comms of his Ten team. Tens did it you as well. Who? Tens. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's because the. I would almost say that that is the number one way that you're going to go from being nobodies to genuinely somebodies in this game is if you sure. play in the first strike qualifiers, you don't even have to win. You don't even have to make the main event. If you knock out some big team and it wasn't caught on the broadcast and there's some stream there of your, t of your team popping off, people are going to be going and watching that VOD. People are oh, going to yeah. be to your twitch channel to figure out what the fuck happened and they're gonna become fans of you because of it there's just so much opportunity for growth oh. that massively outweighs any small yes. detriment to streaming your strats because those teams uh those streams pop off like wildfire as soon as like a team's yeah. like oh my god like they're they're up like four rounds against like you know c9 and a best of one like people start flooding in like from twitter yeah. and oh. whatnot when when the Fortnite World Cup was happening, when whoever you saw, when it was getting towards the end of a qualifier for the World Cup, because you would see on the leaderboard who was still in and the player names, people would be hunting down their their Twitches. Like people yep. you've never yeah. heard of would suddenly have 20K viewers because people on the in-game leaderboard would just be trying to find them. I mean, it's yeah. such a good opportunity. Yeah, pretty nuts. Bonk. And now I'm Bonk. not talking horny jail. I'm talking they finished out their roster. <laughs> All right. Oh, they've what got, a segue. Uh, they've got Goffin. Dude, you're getting good at this hosting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, unfortunately, wouldn't be able to use that through the show. Wouldn't oh, be able to use that line on any professional show, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I uh, don't know. I think that was pretty good to be honest. We're a professional yeah. show. We have a producer. Oh, uh, yeah. I suppose true, we are true, professional. True. Matt, you're right. We should, we should gas ourselves up more. Let's yeah. talk about our open tournaments at the start of the Valorant scene again. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've added golf to this to this roster. Like Bonkers had a bit of, um, they've had some ups and downs, I think, in terms of their their team and the way that they've uh, come about. But I am ignorant of of this guy. Do you guys have anything to to any light to shed? All I know is he was playing ancient, ancient. beta games. Yeah. yeah, beta games from prehistoric uh, times. Yeah, recently uh, yeah, no, no. he hasn't done anything. At least yeah. that I've seen. Oh, we're doing some digging VLR. here. <laughs> no info. Uh, Vr.gg. <laughs> Uh, has him on a team called a Uruguay three, uh, and then now Bonk. Okay. So that's yeah. about it. Yeah, he played with Draken, like in yeah. in the beta. Um, but Draken played much more recent games. Goff, I I have not even watched at all because I wasn't following his team during the beta, and I he hasn't been on any relevant team since then. I look yeah. at the Bonk roster, and it looks significantly worse than the original bonk roster like the loss of safe unless goff and draken are really good players the duo then this is mm -hmm. i find it hard to see yeah. how this roster is going to be as good as they were in the past i feel like Yasin's going to get trapped on a middle level team again something where they had like promise like the beginning nip but they just never really were able to deliver on it. That duo of Safe and Yasin was really the the engine behind Bonk. Yeah. Where and now you, it it's it's gone and they've had to shift up the roles. Where do you think they roles. currently rank though? Like right now Lord they're knows. 
Yeah, I mean, well, VLRL.gg has them at third, but like uh, Team Liquid's behind them. Yeah. I mean, uh, they haven't played in ages because they've been played, no, right? I mean, they haven't played with this new roster at all. The last yeah, game no. they played was with Safe, so <clears throat> there's no way of being able to tell. This is a this is the kind of team where expectations could be high, and they might not even make the the main event. I I wouldn't sure. be surprised if they didn't make top yeah. eight in Europe, but at the same time, they might because they was they were a good team. Yeah. I would be impressed if they can even hang around the level that we kind of last saw them at. Like if, if we're rating them still in the top eight, I think that's a, a, a pretty solid start. If they're if we rate them somewhere around like fifth, sixth, I think that's honest that that would be above my expectations at this yeah, point. If you manage to recover from the loss of safe and you're still in a somewhat similar position, that's insanely good. Yeah. That's really, really good. Because yeah. you've lost a genuine star talent. Yeah. Like somebody that I mean, he was could go to any team and just improve them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, now we're getting to the end of the seasoning of the sandwich um, that I was talking about earlier. Now we're starting to get to some of the, maybe the cheeses, a nice fine cheddar, um, possibly from the caves in Gloucestershire. Um, but we're, we're, we're looking at Ambox here. And they've signed Seb. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Maybe some mustard? No, not not a cheddar. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna engage with you. The yeah, caves okay. of Gloucester. Idea. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. I'm also signed uh, uh, Seb here. Yeah. Um, and this is. Does this round out the roster? No, it doesn't. They have no, three they have three guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at this point, they played one lower tier NA tournament and got bodied by Renegades, but. They don't have a complete roster. They, they don't it, have a complete roster, so I'm not going to read into it too much. They're still doing the Aim Labs challenge, aren't they? Do you guys know what yeah. I'm talking about with this? What? Ambox, Ambox are running oh, like an yeah, Aim yeah. Labs tournament where if you beat the scores of like some of the members of their team, you get like an open, you get a, you get a chance to qualify and, and potentially be picked up by their team. It's like a 10 grand Aim Labs tournament they're running, I'm pretty sure. Do you mean they Aim Labs is the sponsor? Or Aim Labs is the game. That the, you Aim have Labs to is the game. The, Look at yeah. this. Yeah, here it is. The Anbox Aim Lab. Yeah. Uh, what, they're, they're literally, yeah, they're going, they're trying to pick up some absolute cracked out aim. They played with, uh, huh, is this a. Uh, I mean, that's they exactly played, uh, what they don't. The game with, uh, <laughs> against Renegades with Poach. Is that the Poach from. Yes. Uh, it's Liquid Poach from Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah. Yes, it is. Huh. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, Poach has been kind of around. I remember Poach in the beta of Valorant. In the beta, I mean, he, yeah. He's been, really he's been playing on, since but, the jump. He uh, just hasn't really been able to impress in, in, I quite in like like the tier, tier one. I quite okay. like it. So hold on. So 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 you're joking, right? No, I quite like it. Well, yeah. I mean, well, this is absurd. And also, they just don't need... the they, What they don't need on this roster is another cracked out aimer. Bro, why they not? need leadership. Yeah, they yeah. They already have the two pug stars. I mean, this, this they already is, have, I like, just like that they're, they're putting 10 grand down. They're saying, okay, we've, they've developed a custom aim labs routine to kind of... <laughs> this is hey, the kind of going. sports <laughs> nonsense, though, that oh, yeah. it, it's only marketing. Like, yes. If they're yeah, actually yeah. Yeah. Marketing, taking it seriously... Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, if, if they're like genuinely it, taking it seriously, then they're smoking Skittles. Yeah, but if they're using yeah. it as a marketing thing where it's like, come and win $10,000, and also yeah. this will be a good way of just figuring out who actually wants to trial, yeah. then that, I can see, is fairly decent marketing. What, what do you I'm think like about him. them taking a flyer on a player like Poach? 
I just I don't think he 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 has trialed he and played a bunch level. of different tournaments. I just don't think he's at the tier one level. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, Anbox should be looking to to be making a, a like a top ten NA team, right? Yeah. I mean, that that's what I would sure. say. Yeah, um, this, and this, I don't think he's of that level. I mean, I they, think. They played they with Akis as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. They did so poorly, and they were playing with Akis, who's obviously, you know, he's we know he's a solid player. Mm-hmm. And they were playing with Seb, who they just picked up. So yeah. how far is this going to be from the real roster? I know it's early and 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 everything, and then they're, they they made sure to tell everyone after, no, 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 we were just playing for fun. We didn't get wrecked on per- – we were just playing for fun, <laughs> which tells me that they weren't playing for fun completely. <laughs> Otherwise, they wouldn't have not cared. So yeah. I do think they were, they were at, at the very least, seeing if these players would work with what they were doing. Obviously, Akis is a free agent. He got officially released yeah. from Envy. Um, yeah. So that is a potential person they could sign. So I don't think it was completely just playing for fun. I think they were trying to test the waters a little bit, and it just did not particularly go well. Um, I mean, I think Seb was playing Killjoy. He's um, yeah, just another yeah Killjoy cipher, another MDL guy coming over. Okay, I mean, I'm sure he'll um, be fine. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe they just have like a different approach. Maybe they're looking more long term, like pass first strike, trying to build something that you know maybe you take a flyer on like a player like Poach and see where yeah. it gets you in a few months you got to keep in mind that there is this deadline for all of these teams getting involved where they are trying to right. build teams for first strike and so maybe we're looking at it now and we're not looking to impress but it doesn't mean they can't swap it up after the first first strike right event. yeah sign some people mm-hmm. on temp contracts see who pops off in first strike see d- who was who is the guy that you were looking at wyatt that had Sean, one two five stats. nine zero one two five yeah nine, absurd zero. <laughs> absurd alias hey man drop the numbers and just be sean but yeah he looked <laughs> ridiculous i mean there there are there are going to be so many players coming out of first strike that yeah get people on temporary contracts someone like Akis would be great to get on the temporary contract he's proven yeah. you know he's pretty good i mean i'm sure he'll be yeah. fine throughout yeah. first strike yeah, um, and then yeah. just see who puts up ridiculous numbers yeah. during first strike. Try right. and trial them. See what kind of team you can put together. Yeah, this is this guy. So this the reason ridiculous. that the reason that you looked at him why is because he went sixty-seven and thirty-two across a BO3 series, right? Yeah, I, I saw the stat. It was a it was the final of a like this a tier is... two NA tournament where they beat Mamba Mode Gaming. So like a pretty good tier two NA team, like the top <laughs> tier two NA team. I love the numbers this in clip, his name, dude. This clip blew my mind this is like such a smart clutch just the risk reward that he's constantly calculating in terms of where people could be coming from uh from like he's just taking the gambles here but it's the intelligent gambles in terms of the angles he's opening himself up to yeah Yeah. it's it's what a smart player yeah watching the numbers at the end 67 and 32 in the grand no no in his name in his name name. one two five nine zero (laughs) sean one two five nine zero zip code (laughs) Why? Really? <laughs> no, no oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, that would be. Dude, a... look at that flick! Oh my god! His, he, yeah, he looks really well rounded. His aim nasty. is absurd. His decision making is really Listen, good. I, any I mean, any coaches? Guy... Any coaches watching this? They're yeah. too lazy to do their own tryout process. Just watch oh. our show. Uh, you know, one two five nine zero is a zip code. Uh, so you don't know where, Just... where does he live? <laughs> where is it, Matt? Uh, it is the postal code in uh, Dutchess County, New York. Possible. Uh, it includes, uh, it includes the cities uh, New Hamburg and uh, Wappinger Falls. <laughs> nice. Okay. Great. Well, we'll send he, our Kurt, is this up by you? Over and, uh, there and see where you can find them. 
Is this where Kurt? Yeah, is this where you're from? Is this where you're no. from, Kurt? No. Yeah, you can see my house in the map. But <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect for Unbox. He's a New York guy. Yeah, New York, baby. Yeah. There you go. All right. Ciabatta bread, straight from Italy. Wood burn stone oven. We'll get into the end of it. Immortals reporting to be signing Oof. Neptune here, trying to flush out this roster. I got a little smile out of Matt. That's all I was looking for. Uh, I just heard, I just heard what, what was it? Wood, word burning stove? Wood like, burning stove like, oven, baby. Yes, Ciabatta bread got shipped straight from Italy. You already know that's what we're working with in this sandwich because we're getting to the end of it. Uh, Immortals signing Neptune. Yeah. Just trying to round out this this roster. This pickup, do, do you, uh, this, I don't know. I'm a little bit underwhelmed, I suppose, but that's only because of the shoes that they're trying uh, to fill. This would give them four yeah. players now, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, th this is a Halo Thoughts report. Okay. He's usually correct. Um, and he said, Immortals Valorant are expected to sign Morning Light's Jason Neptune Tran. Um, so, yeah, it, it seems like they have... Uh, already put out the feelers to try and replace Asuna and Dicey um, to yeah. be able to find, you know, some people that are worthy of being able to fill those slots. Well, they, they, they did do a big tryout process for the team itself, and they're still going to have that information to work off of. Yeah. And those players yeah. may have now gone to new teams. So they, they may be able to get even still a good deal of a team uh, or just from the tryout process that they did earlier from yeah. some players that they need to fill in the gaps. But yeah, I mean, considering that they're trying to basically fill in the gaps of Asuna and Dicey, hard ask, very hard ask. Um, do you guys want to add anything more onto this? Or can we move over to our final topic? Uh, we don't know if it's for sure yet, right? But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, this is like a rumor. And, yeah, just, just And they don't have a fifth player too. Not really so. much to go off of, I but mean, I'll tell you what there is to go off of. Took us three episodes, but we finally got here. It's finally sealed in. The contracts are locked in. The Bugatti is in the garage. Hundred Thieves are signed to Sooner and Dicey. They've got them in. They've locked them in. Top two team NA. Well, who Gunbuzz uh, Bugatti? Is this is he the one who got it off this deal? I love this uh, from Hundred Thieves. Uh, we've we, I feel like we've talked about this move so much. Uh, the past three it's episodes actually been kind of announced. The first one was a rumor. Uh, the second one was a rumor, and then now we're finally talking about now it. Now we're finally concluded. legit. Yeah. Um. I agree with you, Bren. I think they should be one of the best teams in North America. I also think this is huge for 100 Thieves as an organization because a lot of their other teams are struggling. Uh, so it looks like they've kind of gone all out here, putting together like the best you know roster they probably could have made at the current moment. Uh, so I, I think this is a big win for 100 Thieves. Uh, I'm ex I'm this is a team I am so excited to see play. Like, if I don't get to see this team play in a lot of First Strike events, like, just because of streams and whatnot, like, I'll be incredibly upset because I think this is yeah. one of the more hype teams to watch. Yeah, please focus the streams yes. on this team because the expectations are enormous. So not only not only is it awesome if they succeed, but it's also incredible if they fail. It's just one of those storylines where you expect them to do well, but you need them to do well. So yeah. anything less than being a good team off the bat, like, they don't have to be a top two team off the bat. No. The teams take a while to warm up, but they need to be able to qualify for the main event. If you can't do uh, that at first strike, you, you're uh, you, you're starting to worry a little bit because see, the you, quality of this team is so good. You yeah. believe this team right away can contend with you know your TSMs, your Sentinels, uh, Cloud Nines, etc. Like yeah. straight away, they um, should be able to make top four. I think yes, they should. Anything less than that, 
I'm putting in the lackluster category. These um, expectations can the be four. quite dangerous as well, though, for players such as uh, Dicey well, and Asuna. But... I mean, whose fault is that? Is it my fault? And it's not Platchat's fault. That is Hunter Thieves' <laughs> fault that yeah, the expectations yeah. are through the fucking roof. Yeah, I mean, if this true. team fails even a little bit, the level of scrutiny, the Twitter mob, it's just going to be yeah, out of control. So... That's not our problem. That is the, the <laughs> fault of 100 Thieves. They have set these guys up to only succeed. Yeah. I mean, they have to succeed, um, yeah, which yeah. I think they will. I mean, the, the roster is yeah, ridiculous. So. Yeah, the thing I, is, the, the responsibility, or rather the pressure is super high, but you, this is the best team that you could have assembled with the yeah. people that were available. Yes, I, I yeah. really do believe that. Unless you were planning to steal Sinatra or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Like, Asuna and Dicey are a ridiculous duo to add. I can't think genuinely outside of Sinatra. Uh, who else would you even want in that oh, role that would have been better? Ten. Oh, Ten, yeah, sure, yeah. of course. That's Ten about Sinatra, it. and then that's it. For the people Artists. on this role... Ship him over, baby. Ship him over. Yeah, but Asuna and Dicey is a ridiculous duo. They've played together. Asuna has so much potential, but it was actually Dicey that was being the larger fragger of the two towards their sure. later tournaments once Dicey really settled in. Enormous potential, young players, combos really well with the more veteran presences they have on the team. It seems like the roles are going to fit fairly well between them because you've got Asuna and Dicey on the more uh, frag-hungry kind of roles, the more aggressive roles, and the rest are able to sit back and play the more uh, role-playing kind of uh, agents. Yeah. It's just a really well-formulated team. I can't see how they would fail. I mean, it's possible, yeah, sure. but it's so unlikely. The only way they fail it is the expectations crumbling around them. And I think there's also a risk as well where you we have got so much hype around uh, players like Hiko and Steel coming into this uh, roster. And like now it's finally being built up and structured. Whereas, I mean, let's be real here. Hiko was good in CS, but the elephant in the room in my mind is that he didn't have good showings even when, I mean, obviously 100 Thieves was not set up to succeed, but he was supposed to be the best player on that team. And at times he didn't look it. Do you understand where I'm coming from, coming out here? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think that, I don't think the expect I think reasonable expectations for Hiko would not be that he's going to light the world up on this team. Yeah. I don't think he you it's should even really presence. expect. Yeah, I don't think you should even really expect that Hiko's going to be the third fragger on the team. Yeah. Uh, but even if Hiko is the fifth, that's still really good. That's still a very very good team. The thing um I actually think Hiko should be the third fragger. I mean, he's playing Sova mainly is is what has been not the rumor. I mean, I think, I think he's said that on his stream. Oh, really? Um, okay. I think that he should be, actually. I was assuming um, that he would be playing the Smokes, actually. But I Nitro suppose that's is. Nitro, then. Yeah, Nitro's right. playing okay. the Smokes. He's playing the Sova. So I think Hiko should right, be in enough. the third fragger position. And I, I think part of the issue on the old 100 Thieves was he was just never in a good role. I, I never liked him on the race, which he was just playing constantly. And then switching him to the Omen, which was just like, uh, okay. I yeah. mean, it was not... I don't, so. I don't want to sound overly harsh on, on Hiko in particular, because I just don't want a hate mob to just come for the neck, you know? Um, but the... I, I am a little bit concerned, because I've seen it happen in many games where... A player has to make a decision between whether they want to be a full-time streamer and a player. We saw it with Seagull, I think, in the Overwatch League, um, 
with XGC, I think, as well. Some very talented players, and you it's very difficult to have both. Um, there's some people that manage to do it, like Shazam, I think, just full-time streams while also coming up with a lot of strategies for his team and also playing really well. But it's such a hard ask, and I think it's a really precarious balancing act because sometimes your team is going to demand that you take the day to go over server time and you want to put the extra effort in come in the lead up to a tournament and you got to sacrifice your own growth on your personal channel it's a hard ask it's why a lot of players are not able to do it and that's what that's my number one concern because mm. he currently is an incredibly popular content creator yeah. and he is a very good pro player but it's very difficult to do both i think though the chances of hiko and nitro and steel all not performing at the level expected is very low mm -hmm. like you already yeah. know what you're getting from a sooner and dicey even if one of those players doesn't perform at the level that you're expecting them to they're perform at good. they're still going to be good yeah, yeah. The, that team is still going to be successful yeah yeah i i i trust more than anyone on that team i believe in steel i trust steel with my life he'd save me from a burning building <laughs> With a wireless headset, main calling for his team at the same time. I, be be, I believe in Steel. He's he's such a good leader and the yeah. truest competitor. Literally played for nothing. Uh, I mean, next like, to nothing in yeah, CS yeah. for so long. Like, what is the worst case scenario for this team in terms of placing? Like six through eight. If they don't make first strike qualifiers, I think that is a big disappointment for the fans, for the organization. Yeah. The method in which it would have to realistically happen is that they hit other decent teams en route and they just don't have the time right. together to be able to uh, to be able to win those games. But but it, I think they've been set up for success because they've been playing with Asuna and Dicey now for a while. This isn't a decision right. that, okay, they announced it today or a couple of days ago, but they they didn't just start scrimming with them yeah, yeah, they've been yeah, playing yeah. for a while together so yeah they actually they have the advantage of of being in a position where they can prep for this big tournament that's already going to push them ahead of a lot of other people that are scrambling uh, together rosters and if they were to lose uh but they lose to a team like because we don't know how seeding will work right so you have no idea like is it randomly seeded like how does it kind of work once it gets to the end uh i think Let's say they match up against like a team like a uh, Sentinels, right? And they lose yeah, yeah. a close series. Are we going to still think like, oh, they're not any good? Like, well, no. Like, if no. they put up a good showing in their first tournament against a team like that and lose in a close series and don't place as high as we do, I don't think anyone would think uh, differently of it. The way the seeding should work, I mean, they haven't announced the North American qualifiers, no. right? The structure yet. So, I mean, they might by the time this video is out, I'll be incredibly unlucky. But uh, <laughs> the the way it should work, if based on the other regions is like i hope at least that they're going to look at the teams uh, objectively and even if they just based it off of what orgs are involved in signing these teams and that's how they do the seeding that's better than nothing mm. you know rather than just tossing them you in you can't do that you can't do that you can't just base it off of the org well i was saying if that's the worst case scenario if they want to put no effort into judging the well, skill level of these teams so at least you can separate it so, that the orgs random. so you have options you could uh you could do it random like josh mentioned uh, yeah, you can actually play it all the way through, which doesn't sound like what they're going to do from the other tournaments. Sure. It sounds like they're going to play it to a moment and then stop. Uh, you can play it through uh, and then play like kind of qualifiers, right? Or not really qualifiers, but just kind of like consolation matches. Or uh, you could play it down to top eight and then look at uh, rounds four and rounds uh, like against and maybe kind of base it off of that, sure. like uh, how bad you were beating teams, right? 
uh, at least kind of put some type many, like a skill yeah. component behind it. Many, uh, many ways. But who the it. hell knows? Uh, it, it's I I most feel already. They've opened up a little bit of a box, allowing all these regions to have such drastically different formats that for anybody trying to get into it and follow multiple regions, you're just going to be like, the fuck is going on? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, but... It was already, I mean, to be fair, the first step is actually just having Riot-sponsored events to make it easy to know what you're looking at. Like, you can just probably follow one channel or one 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 site, hopefully well, one YouTube, and know where to find these content and games. But yes, the format's... Being different definitely doesn't help that cause. No, well, but I've only just noticed. Have you had those uh, RGB lights on the entire time? Yeah. In your little gamer den? Yeah. You actually are 14. I mean, we, we brushed over <laughs> it earlier, but like, it's insane. You're just... You, it, it, the, 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 the rotating series of lights. Dude, what's wrong with my lights, bro? There's nothing. I mean, I've got LEDs, but I keep them on, I keep them on one setting. I've got them on like oh. the nice autumn orange. You know what I mean? So I got yeah, like that, yeah, that yeah, ambience okay. going. You've got the uh, fucking gamer setup. Although, like, the only thing I don't like with, uh, I mean, I agree, Bren. You're like, okay, well, you know, it's a Riot sponsor van. Maybe it'll all be on one channel. Uh, let's say you're up and you, you're you're interested in what was going on in Korea. Yeah. Uh, it'll take them ten minutes to explain to you how the fuck they got there with all these points and different things. And then and then what? You watch the next tournament and it's a different amount of teams. They qualified a different way with different. It's just a lot of different that I've formats learned, to go through. Most people don't care though. Yeah. At the end Most of the day, they're just care. like, yeah. ah, you won, you got through. One, like, the I, one thing that I've that yeah that I've realized in working with the Overwatch League as well is that generally speaking, the fans just want to watch matches. Yeah. They don't give a True, flying yeah. fuck really about the format. Push the game in front of my eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. They just want to watch matches. They want to watch. When's the game? Put the game this... on. Caster, start match. Caster, start the game. Resident Sleeper. Uh... I'm I'm excited for what becomes the Valorant, uh, the Valorant equivalent to Zoe's baking video. Uh, on the Overwatch <laughs> League, whenever there's a technical issue, we always throw to the Zoe baking video. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to see what is the technical issue video for Valorant. It'll be our show. We just get a screen. Yeah, just throw up this. <laughs> hey, throw, you know what? If there's show, any you know. teams that want, you know, we'll 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 happily cover your team throughout all of first strike. Yeah. You just yep. need to supply us with bags of money, just <laughs> lots of money. True. Yeah. This is going to conclude, I think, the, <laughs> the the premiere episode this, the of premiere the rebirth. episode, episode one of Plat Chat Valorant, episode thirteen, a clutch will kick. We've done the, the little chain. Who knows what we're going to title this yeah. with? I mean, we've kind of really we'll just up come the up search. with more formats for our show. Uh, you said uh, people only care about the show, right? So if yeah, we yeah, just yeah. kind of keep coming up with a different name every week. Everyone should be okay. I want to see comments though of what segment you want added at the end because in Plat Chat Overwatch we've got the Brens Player of the Week. What True. segment do you want to see in our show moving forward? Because this is a fresh page, it's a new start. You know, you it can be anything you want, and uh, you know, this, you know, whatever you say, Timmy, we might introduce. We might put it in. You're not going to get any money from it. But we might do it, you know? We Yo, might Matt's, introduce it. Matt's Zuma meme of the week, where Matt yeah, tries yeah. to pull That out sounds the so good. Oh, <laughs> my God. Matt's Zuma meme of the week, yeah. The links are on Gibraltar, dude, or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, the bearded boomer just trawling through Reddit trying to find something. Yeah, I, I was thinking about, you know, uh, why it's winning moment of the week, but, you know, okay, it's fine. That okay. also works. I mean, alliteration's always plain, cool. Plain clothes. <laughs> Not as yeah. exciting as the Zoomer meme. But yeah, Uncle little chicken of the week, and you can pick a, a player who played really scared and show us a scared <laughs> moment of the week. 
Okay. <laughs> thanks for thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, yeah, this, is this has a, been Planchat Make sure you like and subscribe. Share the video. Post it on various pieces of social media. Put it on Pinterest. Yeah, put it on pin, yeah. pin interest. Dude, new markets. Do you want to hit new markets yeah. or not? I'm for thinking 30 bro. to 50-year-old sure. markets. All right, cut the, cut the tape cut. <laughs>